Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Today's episode is brought to you by Whoop, the personalized digital fitness and health coach. John John and Nathan Florence have both been using Whoop for over three years now to balance their training both in and out of the water. Now, Whoop is introducing the all-new Whoop 4.0, the latest, most advanced fitness wearable in the market. Monitor your recovery, sleep, training and health with personalized recommendations and coaching feedback with Whoop. Train smarter, recover faster, sleep better and now feel healthier with Whoop. The all-new 4.0 is smaller, smarter and designed with new biometric tracking including skin temperature, blood oxygen and more. The device also features an all-new smart alarm designed to wake you up feeling refreshed and ready to take on the day. Plus, it was designed with their Anywhere technology, so you can wear it with their Whoop body sensor enhanced technical garments. The all-new Health Monitor dashboard gives you a big picture look at your overall health. Monitor key metrics like heart rate, resting heart rate, heart rate variability, skin temperature, and blood oxygen levels. Plus, see improvements in irregularities and vital signs over time. You can even export 30-day health trends to share with your coach, trainer, PT, PCP, or physician. The all-new waterproof device is free when you sign up for a Whoop 4.0 membership. For any members, if you have six months left of your membership on your account, you can upgrade now and get the 4.0 for free. And right now, Whoop is offering 15% off when you use the code BEACHGRIT at checkout. Go to Whoop, W-H-O-O-P.com, and enter B-E-A-C-H-G-R-I-T at checkout to save 15%. <laughs> I know this. I'm swimming. Okay, cool. All right. I'm Derek Riley. I'm with Charlie Smith, and welcome to Dirty Water, an exotic room with a secret door that you open by touching the petal of a flower, and in which girls swim and discreet people abound. Today's guest is the son of a Hungarian Olympian who later became a stuntman and who became famous in 1971 for jumping out of a hot air balloon and into a three-inch-thick foam pad. Our guest retired from the tour at 25 to pursue the artistic side of surfing. He was one of the first surfers to ride Cortez Bank 100 miles out to sea and in 2005 won $68,000 for riding a 68-foot wave at Todos Santos. He's even lovelier now than when he was at his professional surfing peak in the 80s and 90s. He wears fiery little hats and bottle green, spectacles that shave years of his biological age, and his lean body betrays a carnal fluency. Today's guest, Brad Gerlach. <laughs> That was all good, except my dad didn't go into a three inch pad. I don't think he would be, he would, he never would have made it past the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was it, was it a swimming pool? Little pool? Three, no, it was about three and a half, three and a half foot thick. Not, oh. not three inches. <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a real, uh, actually quite thick sponge, uh, kitchen sponge, but yeah. Well, three, he's not brave at all. Anyone can dive into a three and a half foot thing of fire from, <laughs> exactly. from 500 feet. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Bradley. So um, we're here to, I think, to talk about your surf coaching method, which is called Wave Key, with its elements of Kung Fu and et cetera. So you've been working on it in various forms for a long, long time now. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to try not to hum and haw because it it, it seems to be my seems to be what I do a lot, hum and haw, but uh, because the word surf coaching is, 
is a, is, is an interesting one. You got coaching, which is kind of a jock thing, right? Coaching, you know, whistle, whoo, you know, hey, you know, like, all right, okay, let's get in here, guys, and regroup and coaching. Thank you, thank you, sir. Matt, please have another. Oh, thank <laughs> yeah, you, sir. Matt, please have another. Oh. Coaching has kind of, for surfing, kind of has a, a bit of a negative to it. So uh, there is with, so with Wave Kia, what I, what I love to do basically pr even prior to Wave Kia, even when I was back on the tour, I helped, uh, I helped Marty Thomas, um, who was just, you know, <laughs> 16 years old and tinting windows on the North shore. And, you know, I was staying with him and I was just kind of grabbing him by the collar going, dude, uh, you know, you can, you can do what I'm doing and, and just watch me come to the, you know, he came to the gotcha pro with me and, um, and he watched me go through the, go through the event. He saw me prepare and, and whatnot. And, and, and then within a year, like I said, Oh, you know, come to California and, um, come to California and, and yeah, you can borrow my car and just surf in these, the, the local, the local pro events, which were called the, uh, uh, PSAA that Joey Brand had done and he did really well he got third in a couple of he got a sponsorship he came out on tour we traveled together <laughs> before you know it he got second in a couple of these uh, I think he got second to Tom Carroll at Lacanau he got another second in Brazil um and he was rated like ninth and I, I was 14th. And <laughs> at that point, I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start traveling with my girlfriend. <laughs> uh, but no, I really like to help people. And I've, I've helped lots of people. I, uh, Gallagher, I, I helped Chris Gallagher. I stayed at his house a couple of years. He helps me. I helped him. Stayed at his house a couple of years in Santa Cruz when he won the event two years in a row. I just really like to help people because I'm so passionate about surfing. And I find surfing is so difficult. I have so many things I dislike about my own surfing. I see other people doing things and I go, man, I want to do that. And I, I wanted, and it's kind of an interesting one being a professional surfer. So when you're a professional surfer, like what's your job to surf? So then you go out and you try stuff and the waves never cooperate. <laughs> I, I want to learn to do this layback. Okay, let me look for the section. And it just never shows up. However, when you're in a really playful zone, you don't kind of really don't care. You, you're feeling good. You're connected to the wave. Uh, then all of a sudden something opens up and you, and your, your timing and your, your movement is like you're, you can access this stuff that you've been thinking about. And next thing you know, the perfect section shows up. You don't have to think about it. You just do this layback. And you go, there it is, paddle back out. You try to remember, okay, what did I do? I want to recreate that. But if you get too much into like a work zone where you're like, okay, I'm going to work on it, which you hear people saying, I'm going to work on it. I'm going to work on it, work on it, which is another topic too. It's like, so surfing is an artistic uh, sport, endeavor, action, whatever you want to call it. Um, and something my dad said was in artistic sports, all artistic sports require feeling. And if you, you can't just machine it, it, it just, it will not, it will not, it won't translate. It won't, it won't look good. You, if you watched yourself on video and you 
you're machining all the way through thinking about it and you know every all oh, technical i'm technical i'm gonna do this perfectly you'd watch it and think huh there's something missing and um this the the drive behind WaveKey is to help people understand their bodies to help them build awareness so what is it my body ha like has to learn to be able to you know produce what i want i want to do a floater over a section so that i can you know i can take off deeper on a point i want to take off late and be able to grab my rail so i can tube ride right from the start i want to i want to do a cutback i don't want to lose speed in the cutback because i want to i want to turn around at the top of the wave so i don't lose the i mean all these things i want to put a wave together there there's um there's working on that on the land and that's what I, that's what wave key is. It's, it's understanding how your body organizes itself over your feet because your feet, the bottoms of your feet are the only thing that touches the surfboard. So that those you have, uh, I, I learned, I'm always learning, but uh, I learned that there are 7,200 nerve endings in your feet. So out of those nerve endings, you've got messages coming down into your brain and, and, the, and to think that you're going to think of something before you do it, it's too slow already. So it's got to have, there's got to be a, there's adrenaline, there's all this stuff going on when you're surfing. So it's got to have a naturalness to it. And so doing coaching people like in the water, is in a way it's kind of like they did something and then you go, Hey, you did, you know, you forgot this. And, you know, you, you know, your head was that, and then you go and they go, okay, great. But they're not going to go back out and catch the same wave again. <laughs> so in a slow controlled environment, wave key is, is basically um, how you can understand what to do then once you understand it by look, you know, what I always say to everybody is go watch your favorite surfer, go watch it, go watch Tom Curran pretty much. Cause I I've watched him since I was 14 years old, go watch him. His movement is so beautiful. So perfect. And even when he makes mistakes, it's, it's, it's wonderful to watch him make a mistake and, and how fluidly he recovers and all that stuff. But so, yeah, I just, you, 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 by practicing wave key, you're not, copying me i'm not trying to make you a copy of me or a copy of it's you building your own awareness for your own body and the more that you practice mindfully the the more aware you are of where your feet are what where your weight is on your feet and i learned recently from i've been reading george saint pierre's book you would know who he is because you've been doing. I love George St. Pierre. He's a legend, karate, jiu-jitsu. So George said that he never thought about his feet all most of his life and most of his training. And then he hurt his knee. And then after his knee started realizing that the genesis of all movement comes from your feet. And he goes into this whole thing about feet. And it is exactly, I, I surfed most of my life. I, I, I reached the very top of the sport and I did not think about my feet. And I, you know, it's kind of like, what, what, as soon as I realized it, which is as soon as I started training, uh, developing wave key, I, that's when I started focusing on my feet and realizing 
what am I doing? I'm doing all this training. I'm, yeah, I'm flexible. Yeah, I'm strong. Yeah, I'm this, but I, I have no idea about my feet. I'm not connected to my feet. And so for a surfer, I mean, for a guitar player, uh, you know, or a piano player, imagine if they weren't connected to their fingers, or, uh, you know, their hand. it's kind of like that in a way. It's kind of like this whole thing's been sitting underneath our nose, yet not talking about it, or at least, you know, that I, I guess, you know, the, the last thing that is hang 10, you know, you got the hang 10 logo with the two feet, but you know, they're stuck, they're like this. Yeah, that's it. There's what's going on at what point in the wave are you on your toes? And at what point are you on your heels? Cause you're either on your toes or your heels, but what part of your foot? It's not just, your foot is just, isn't just a club foot. I mean, I've definitely felt like my feet are club feet like some surfs i'm like man i can't even i can't even turn what am i doing <laughs> so it's about building awareness and and how supple are your feet how how uh how, how well do you take care of your feet do you walk around barefoot do you like are you always in shoes you know what i mean there is so much there's so much there so i know this is a long answer but it's yeah, it's a, I, I feel like I could, um, there is, you could put me in front of any martial arts uh, master of any martial art or, um, or high level sports trainer, uh, coach, athlete, and I can describe through WaveKey how surfing's done on a world-class level. And I can use examples of Dane Reynolds and John John and Tom Curran and Ethan Ewing and, you know, my students, Tara Watanabe and Noah Hill and Max Beach, Parker, Connor. It, I, I, can, I can tell you this is what they're doing. Talk, talk, to me about, talk to me about Reynolds. What makes Dan Reynolds so special? Well, it's, it, it, it's, he's a classic uh, in, and I've been kind of, it, it, I sort of see Ozzy Wright and Dane, they're both very artistic guys. And it's almost like sometimes when I watch Dane, I think he's purposely trying to make himself look ugly, but he can't look ugly in the turn, no matter what he does. But he flaps down the line and he does all these crazy things and you think, Geez, that looks terrible. And then he does a carve and, he, and his body's just in perfect form. And then he goes back to that and he goes, you must be doing that stuff on purpose because when you watch, uh, when you watch um, uh, uh, first chapter, you know, he's just so together. I mean, I watched their first chapter 500 times. I mean, I'm just, I was just like, wow, wow. And um, such a good surf, such an incredible technique um but i think you know dane's if you want to know like his center of balance his head and his and his center of mass which is his um, pelvis uh bum area they are very he's very aware proprioceptive of that especially when he's doing anti-gravity defying stuff so bringing the bum and the center of mass down to the surfboard, getting it close to the surfboard, it's kind of like how many times do you see boogie boarders falling off a boogie board? 
Do you know what I mean? They're close to the board so they can do all kinds of stuff and stay close to the board. And that's kind of a similar thing, but you need flexibility. And Dane has each and every surfer has um, strengths and weaknesses in their um, in with, with their anatomy. And, you know, you got Aki, he's got like a really, uh, a quite an incredible surfing body. He's got sort of a longer torso and he's got a bigger bum and lower and sort of shorter legs, you know, and he, and he's very like together, you know, like his, he doesn't look like he's all over the place. You know, he's very, his, his power, he surfs with his whole body. And, um, and so it, it's, I would say um, that would be, a clue into Dane's is, is how he can drop his center of mass close to the surfboard quickly, effortlessly, and naturally. And that's what makes him be able to pull off, like for instance, that that turn he did at Haleiwa in 2011 or whatever it was, there he disappeared and all that stuff. That was, uh, that was him going from the back foot to the front foot and the front foot presses the front of the board in the water and that's where the stability point is but the the movement of the body cannot stop in that in that turn he can't have a stopping point otherwise the wave would gobble and you know and and have its way so i mean that is a that's a fascinating turn um and some of the surfing he's done has just been so inspiring to watch and i watched it a lot you know isn't it interesting? He, Sorry, yeah, Chess. Uh, the so the first time Brad I've ever had any kind of surf coaching was recently at Surf Ranch, uh, and I'd always sort of not written it off, but just thought you are who you are, right? Like you surf how you surf, and that is what it is. There's no changing it. Uh, realizing how out of touch I was with my own body with a couple pointers was totally mind blowing. How do you feel, most surfers? like your average punter is sort of in touch with their own body or completely disconnected. I realized how entirely disconnected I was. You know, it's a really, it, it's a, it's, it would be, it wouldn't be correct for me to say most surfers because there are just so many different types of surfers. But I would say the person that is trying to surf uh, on a high performance surfboard um, and, um, and trying and not connected to their body, completely unaware of what their body is doing and back to the feet being unaware because you could be trying to turn on your heel side rail and still have your weight on your toes. Now, that opens up a, 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 an idea of there it, you are actually turning your body before you get to the heels. But if you are not turning your body, uh, like you, you basically classic is Taylor Knox or Mick Fanning, they're bottom turning on a front side, bottom turn, they're bottom turning up the wave. And then they already start the movement going in the opposite direction prior to getting on the heels. So the idea, and this is why I teach in wave key, wave key is the, the idea is that your body is turned into the ideal position, the optimal position of power. The moment that you land your center of mass on your back foot heel, 
Then if you're already turned and you're centered, you're not leaned over. You press into the heel and move the energy forward because in surfing, you're moving forward, even if you're doing a cutback. And the lack of awareness of thinking of a cutback of going, well, I've got to go backwards and moving my head and everything backwards is where a lot of people get, they, they stop their forward movement, they skip the board out, they don't move the weight from the back foot to the front foot, and which, is, which, cut, which, which makes the surfboard go from a plowing position into down into like using the rail and using the curve of the, of the surfboard. So this is what I see on the WQS. I, they say, oh, it's a grind. And I understand the traveling is a grind, especially with a mask on and all that stuff, but I won't get into that. But, the, but they're, when the waves are small and, and they're not very powerful, it's gr they, the, the, I'm sure you heard this before they go, it's grindy out there, right? It's grindy. The grindy part of it is coming from staying on the back foot for too long and plowing the surfboard and then going, well, fuck, I'm going to go into the gym and I'm going to work out like a motherfucker. I'm going to grind this thing. I'm going to, I'm going to muscle it. And, and uh, you know, that's not it at all. It's if you can imagine <laughs> trying to ice skate on one skate and then just staying on that one skate and never getting off one foot to, to glide on the other foot. This is what this is being in 1986 and going to Burley Heads and the waves are, you know, no bigger than my than my waist and looking over at Tom Curran in the morning, riding a six three, because that's what we did. We rode six two, six threes, glass on fins. I mean, we're talking like hard surfboards to ride in little waves and watching him on his first three or four waves, never bringing up his arms, never using his arms and just, and looking down at the board and, and trying to connect in with his body and get his body connected and, and find the power pocket in the wave was, it was incredible to watch that. And then once he found his timing, he, he'd let his arms up and, and, and add them to, to. And I think what happens with a lot of people is they start with the upper body and they start, and you hear it in, in other coaching programs, throw your arms here, throw. That's the, to me, that's the, that is, um, I, you know, I'm not the type that goes on about other people's stuff, but I, that's going to send you in a whole different direction than I'm going, which so far has been pretty good. So, so beauty is obviously important to you, huh? And technique. Well, I, I think, if, I think it's easy to see. And I think if you, my dad was just, uh, my dad was very vocal about if he saw something where the line was broken. Now, if it, the line's broken on purpose, like I was saying with Ozzy Wright or like Dane Reynolds, that's artistic expression. That's, that's awesome. That's, you know, that's fun to watch. But if the line is broken unintentionally just because there's an inefficiency in movement, then it's like worth it to go in there and study it and go, well, so you broke the line, which, which, which was basically deceleration and the section is moving away from you. And then you just miss the section by like this much, you know, you go, Shh. you go, well, if I had, if I had, you know, in some cases, I mean, this is such an endless conversation, but in some cases, some, some surfers overpower the situation and decelerate unintentionally at the wrong moment 
when you're going, hey, uh, you know, if you're going to review it, you go, well, maybe 60% of your energy in that turn would have been better than 62%. I mean, you know what I mean? Like you just can, you can overdo things all over the place, but what exacerbates that is poor technique. So if you do that, let's say a front side, you're going to do a front side sort of turn, but you want to still make the section and you throw your head back in the direction of the turn, then you're going to have to throw your head forward and you're not going to come forward in the perfect position. You're going to probably overshoot that too. Then you're going to overshoot it this way and overshoot it that way. And the reason I'm saying this is this is exactly how I served and still do, but less, but that's how I served. Uh, when I watch old footage of myself, my head is going this way and that way and this way and that way. And that's why I wasn't as efficient as Tommy until I got a little older and a little, a little more together and started, you know, working with my dad more. And, but it's pretty, it's pretty fascinating how unaware. And also you think about it and you go like, oh yeah, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, man, I'm going to get so low on this bottom turn. And you go and put your face down at the water, but you don't realize your bum's like sway, like way up in the air. And that's a loss of power because the center of mass is far away from the surfboard. So, 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 there, so those are the things that I go through with WaveKey. I, I can just see it when I watch somebody surf. I can just see it and I, you know, I, I, I go, oh, you know, that, that also the body I learned a lot of stuff from my Kung Fu sensei, Adrian Crook, who's in San, at San Clemente. But the body takes the path of least resistance. It's easier to put your bum up in the air. It doesn't hurt your legs as much. So if you aren't aware of it, your body's going to go, hey, I'll do it for you the easiest way possible. But you, on the other hand, are going, yeah, but I want the highest performance. What do I need to do? Well, you need to train for it. For the, for the average spaz, um, one thing that doesn't get talked about too much is the takeoff and the takeoff is, is crucial to everything. And I think people could probably improve their surfing by about 30% by paddling harder and faster in the waves. And I know you feel strongly about that too. Never thought, I never thought about the takeoff. I, I never thought about it. I was like, yeah, kid me. I'm right. I don't even, I don't even work on my takeoff. I need to work on my power gouges and, and, and uh, you know, blow tails and all this stuff take off. I and mean, I get people that are like, hey, man, I've been serving a long time. Uh, you know, I'm stuck on this takeoff. And there are things in the takeoff that set. I, I, my question back is, is every single time you take off, you put your feet in the perfect spot, no matter how nuts the wave is, no matter how crappy the wave, you always put your feet in the perfect spot. You're super aware. You get, you get explosive power right from the moment you step on the surfboard. Okay, send me the clip. You know what I mean? And there is so much stuff in the takeoff that, that, that I've discovered that I'm like, man, I, I only wish I knew this. Especially being a competitive surfer, or if you live in an area where you took a lot of closeouts or short waves, your relationship to the to to the moment you step your feet on the surfboard, and you have instant control, man, you're talking about having a fun surf or a you know a crappy surf. I mean, it's just like I just and also with with WaveKey, I, I that's the starting point is the takeoff. And it's something you learn and it's not like, oh, I learned it. And then next it's like, no, 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 you're going to do this takeoff 
you're going to do the wave key takeoff form for the rest of your life to keep you ready for the next you know late takeoff or ready for the next time you're a little bit deep on the point or ready for when the best way to the day comes and you haven't served for three weeks because you've been I don't know, life's taken over and, but you're, you got a moment to serve and you're out there and here comes the wave of the day and your rows are going, and you're going, oh, please let me make this drop. Instead, you're going, bring it on. It's a completely different emotional, mentally healthy place for a surfer to, to be. That, that the, oh, sorry, Derek. Nope. There you go. What do you see as the most common mistake that the average surfer makes on the takeoff? Is the, um, is the pushing away, the pushing away when, when your head goes really far away from the surfboard, your hips sink in the surfboard, it plows the surfboard. Now, it depends on how thick of the surfboard you're riding, how early you are into the wave uh, and your approach. So, you know, free ride, I'm watching MR paddling into this wave. He paddles into it and he doesn't get up right away and he pushes up and he just rides it on his belly for a while. And then he gets up and goes right into the turn. That's, you know, that's awesome. But uh, I think the pushing away and the plowing of the surfboard is number one. The second one is people trying to land their feet at the same time. This has been, this has been the theory of servers for, uh, people teaching it's like try to land your feet at the same time but if you look at if you look at <laughs> you look at the history of takeoffs which I, I don't know who's studying them more than than me because i don't know what other people are doing but i've studied these things for for about 12 13 years and i've looked at like past all the way to now most of the takeoffs are back foot front foot so like jonah hill style knee uh, what I hear you say is get to no, a back no, knee first. Knee. No, it's not. Get to hang on your back knee for a while. I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him. Uh, but the thing is, is it's based on a triangle. So the triangles, oh, the foundation is, is the, it's a, it's a, um, a, a, ge, a ge, geometric, you know, foundation. If you throw a triangle, I mean, I, this is why jujitsu uses it. They use a triangle two hands and your back foot that's a triangle it's it's that's that's a stability and then you have to learn how to get this flexibility in your back and your and your chest to bring your you bring your um, knee into your chest your front knee because you've got to place your foot in the center of the surfboard not always sometimes if it, you're taking off a chobu as a natural foot you're going to want to place your heel close to the rail purposely vice versa if you're a goofy foot taken off you're going to want to place your toes close to the inside rail and that tilts the surfboard and the the i'd say them probably the biggest sort of mystery is as people don't talk about tilting the surfboard and what the technique is just to tilt it to put the rail in the water before it turns how do you tilt the surfboard first? No, people are already talking about turning like before, way, you know, way ahead, of, way ahead. You're like, I don't even know how to tilt it in the wall. You have to tilt it and then you turn it. And so I go through all that too. And you start to get, and you, 
it's not like you think about it when you're surfing. Oh, I got to tilt it. And then I got to do this. It's like, no, 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 no. Don't do wave key when you're surfing. Just, just get yourself aware of the movement. I, I'm teaching my son to skateboard. And I'm just showing him how to put his hip over his knee so he can turn the skateboard just a little bit. Because at first he wants to put his head out over like that. So you go, oh no, just just gently like, you know, put your hip, and we have a joke, put your hips out, you know, and he says, put your hips out, it's pretty cute. But, and I go, look at, see, see, you can see his toes, there's a little bit of white on his toes because he has the weight on his toes. And I go, that shows that you got your weight on there. And then there's a, then there's twisting, then there's moving forward. There's so much. And I don't think that you need to be 16, you have to be some flexible contortionist and all this stuff in order, you know, young, you don't, if you can walk and, and, and I highly recommend being flexible and, and having a flexibility routine and, um, and strengthening wherever you're weak and all that stuff, which is another whole deal. But I, I think you can serve quite well until who knows? I mean, Kelly's, Kelly's like 50 and, you know, <laughs> he's very flexible and, and in good shape. And, you know, who knows, who knows how well he's, he could, you know, I mean, and that's exciting because you choose serving, you, you don't go, oh, well, fuck, I got to quit when I'm 30 or I got to quit when I'm 40 or it's going to start sucking when I get this age. It's like, no, uh, it's actually going to get more sublime, deeper, you know, you won't be maybe as uh, motivated to be <laughs> jumping up in the air when you're in your 60s, but that your connection to the wave deepens. It's, it's very, it's very, it's kind of similar to Tai Chi, how they're connected to the ground and all the energy with that. Do you no, have a do you have a ponder your do you have a ponder your end date, Brett? Do you have a ponder do you have a ponder the end date of your surfing? So say you're 54, 55 now. Yeah, no, I, I do. And I just think, you know, as long as I can do wave key, I, I feel like I can still serve. And as, as long as I can do the takeoff. So if I can do the takeoff on the ground, I can do it in the water. So that's the part that like, and I remember when Al Merrick was saying, I have to, I have to ride a stand up because my neck or, you know, and I, I, you know, other people like, I just can't get to my feet, my hip, my this, my that, you know what I mean? So I think it, it's, it's a, um, yeah, for me, I just don't want to, I, I want, I would like to, each year that I, I mean, this year, 21, is the year I surf the very least, um, partially from moving and, um, and also from being a dad and just all the, and not really having much help and not wanting to be a, a, a an absent father. And, and then I had an injury on top of it. And yeah, I just haven't surfed this, but I don't feel disconnected from surfing because I'm doing wave key. I'm teaching wave key. I'm staying connected in that way. How often do you surf? <laughs> Once every two weeks. I don't know. You know, it depends. Uh, lately, this I'd like to surf for four to five times a week i'd like to but yeah but maybe i can do that 22 i don't i hope um it's yeah i not i am but what's cool is i i, I have some things about my serving i really dislike and yeah, so what, what do you dislike about your surfing 
you know, I have a show, my shoulder really gets stuck and I, and, and I come off the bottom like this and then my shoulder gets stuck and then I get stuck in this turn. I can't stand that. Uh, uh sometimes i hurry when i turn back around i don't like that um uh there are um sometimes i'm not low enough um sometimes i'm in a hurry yeah look I, it just i can see it when i watch it and you know when i watch some footage of it I, I i can see it but um i can really see where i'm limited because i don't have the time um uh, I haven't had the time. I've been changing diapers. What feels like it feels like a decade. People are like, "Oh, dude, it goes so fast." I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" I just, I'm an expert at changing diapers. I, I'm, you know, but but it's precious time. So, yeah, it's it's uh, it's coming. I got a, as you can see, I got a lot of surfboards. Some of them have no wax on them. I'm just like, I look at them and I go, "Someday, I promise." <laughs> <laughs> the the uh sorry can you hear me i can hear you beautifully okay uh do you think time off brad like where you can actually be out of the water for a minute and then go back fresh is helpful in terms of technique not if you're not doing anything but if you're visualizing if you take the time off well i believe you take the time off it depends okay we're talking general here, but if you're just consumed with surfing and then you and you feel like you plateaued, but then you take the time off, which you probably won't unless you get injured, just because there's that, you know, people just don't know what to do with themselves. But if you do take the time off, you try to do something that totally distracts you and you don't think about surfing. You let, it's almost like surfing needs to just settle in to your body in a way my, my dad was very big about taking breaks he would say you're surfing too much it's starting to get stale and i'm i'm like but it's pumping he's like well you know if i maybe just go for a short surf then or something he was just very uh very much he said you're just not going to look fresh you're going to look like you're just going to look like you're going through the motions and so which you know here's my dad's a pro athlete coach. Um, <laughs> is that Ava? Uh, Hemi. Oh. Ava's, oh. Ava's a pro soccer player now in Arizona. Amazing. Arizona State. Amazing. She is. I love soccer. Can you say hi, Hemi? Hi. Hi. How are you? Konnichiwa. 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 Oh, awesome. Japanese lessons. Genki Deska. That means how are you? What? I know. I don't Did you get nervous? You got stage fright? That's okay. That's okay. No pressure. No pressure. Daijobu. That's what they Japanese. say. When, they, when everything's okay in Japanese, they say daijobu. Daijobu. You say stinky in Japanese? Because I. I, I, lo I, I love Japanese and Japanese people. And uh, I feel like I, I've been over there 75 times or something. So even though I don't speak Japanese fluently, I 
can their body language i feel like if i studied it i could get it pretty quickly just because i've watched them communicate with each other so much hey so um can you believe it's been six or seven years since you faced off against um you know your old sparring partner pots <laughs> yeah let's 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 go back to that because that was, that was pretty fascinating you won easily as it happened and later when I interviewed you, you said, um, you know, listen to his commentary. He shouldn't be an analyst when it comes to technique. He doesn't know technique. And that was apparent in the way he surfed. If he knew technique, he would have scored higher. Have you, have, did you watch that heat afterwards, the replay? Uh, yes. Yeah. I, I surfed terrible in that heat. I, I did one good turn. I actually, uh, uh, my very last wave, I did a pretty nice turn, but then I, uh, I, I, I leaned, I leaned too much on my, um, uh, I did a, a, like a carve and I went up to do a blow tail and I just leaned back just a little too much. And, uh, that made the board spin out, which was, I, I just, I just was in a, you know, it, I'll put it like this, you know, major bands, like even like, you know, U2, the stones whatever got bands have been playing for years and years and years and years they'll take some time off and then they'll come up with a new album or whatever and then they go and they go and they play venues where they don't say that they're they they use a fake name and they play in front of a small crowd and they just work the tunes out the timing and the tunes and these kinds of things and then when they're ready then they go play in front of a lot of people uh, that was like no competition for several years. And then all of a sudden, all right, you're out there. You know what I mean? And I got my number one rival from back in the day. Everyone's watching. You know, I did. I was happy with my first turn. I sort of faded, came back and blew the fins over the over the top. But then my second turn, I, I was so keen to just do another one that I, I, I was ahead of the timing on it, you know, and it's pretty natural in competition to want to have urgency and, and stuff. And you need time just to be like, it's okay to mess up. It's okay to you know, make a mistake. And, you know, you just, yeah, you know, like, I, I think, I think, I think if Potts and I were to, to have several heats together, he would win them. I would win. We, we go back and forth. It'd be really fun. He's, he's so once a good surfer or a great surfer, always a great surfer. It's about them finding, you know, them practicing, get the right, if he had the right surfboard and he was practicing more, I think he had the wrong board. His plan was to wait out the back and get the bomb set, you know, and it didn't work. I, I, I played the inside a little bit more, um, but, you know, he's a formidable adversary. I mean, you know, I, I, I would never take him lightly, no matter what. I don't care if we're 60, 65 or 70 years old. <laughs> you know what I mean? I served against Aki like a couple of years ago in the Legends single fin event over here. And I beat me. I got second. I was kind of like, you know, but <laughs> it was, it's just, it, there's just, once there's a pilot light, you know, on with the competitiveness, it just, it just, it, you're never going to lay down. It's just not that, you know, if you, if you do, you're lying. (laughs) Do you think a master's division would work at the world surf league level? I always wonder if like a master's division wouldn't be just as fun as anything else. Well, I I remember what you wrote and you pretty much wrote us off. (laughs) And, uh, and I agreed with you um, to a certain extent, but I thought that 
people that are watching that are similar age would be going or even younger, you know, 10 years younger or whatever, uh, could be watching go, well, gee, a guy's 10 years older than me and he's still surfing like that. Why am I riding like some fun board or what, you know, what am I doing? I should be, I, you know, I, I think a big part of my motivation with wave key is once you've been, once you've reached a certain level in your surfing, you, I can, I can get you back there through, well, you get yourself back there through your wave key practice, but then you can go beyond that. And that's exciting. And that makes you want to go in the water more. And also there's a lot that you get from the water and the waves when it's not very good. And that, that perspective gets you in the water more. And when you're in the water more, you're healthier, you're happier. And overall, that's a, we need more of that in the world, uh, uh, certainly in the lineup. <laughs> it's funny you spoke about the Masters event because I watched it and I just go, Jesus, these guys are the best in the world. And, and some of them couldn't win a heat and border riders. You go, holy fuck. If that's the, if that's what. Because they aren't practicing and they put so much into it when they were younger that they go, Hey, I want to do other things. Do you know what I mean? And they're not like, Oh, I still need to like, you know what I mean? Like it's a, it's kind of a good thing that, you you know, in a, in a way, however, it just depends on their own, you know, you got injuries, you got families, you know, you don't want to be an asshole and just be like, sorry, man, I'm surfing all the time. You do it. You know? So it's more or less like, Hey, okay. The question should be how much have you been surfing prior to this event? And you could see that like, for instance, Aki's heat against Tom and in at J Bay a while ago, it looked like Aki hadn't been surfing at all. He was, he had stumbled on his takeoffs and stuff like that. And then when he surfed against him at Bells, he looked like he'd been surfing, you mm. know what I mean? So you really, and, and I guess, you know, those guys aren't doing wave key, but I'm doing wave key. And I believe that wave key helps me for these large gaps of time that I, I can't get to the surf. I'm injured. I'm, you know, it's, I, I, it's, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's hard, but I don't want to lose my connection to surfing. So so briefly, just explain um, um, how you, how you join WaveKey and uh, is this a subscri- subscription model? Yeah, it's a subscription and you join and you start, if you're goofy, you, it, the first question is, are you goofy or are you natural foot? Nat- natural Ameri- foot. Natural foot. Yeah. Um, for Americans, that's regular foot, but I, I, I like the natural foot. I like, I don't, I don't like this regular foot stuff. <laughs> I, I like the natural foot. It should be regular or irregular, huh? <laughs> or natural unnatural or an unnatural footer imagine imagine calling goofy footers unnatural foot yeah. they love that one yeah um but no uh you saw you, you you go okay yeah i'm i'm natural foot and then everything's in natural foot i'm goofy foot then everything is in goofy so you don't have to look at you don't you i, I believe that you want the clearest message when you're learning something so so first cut what comes up is you in fundamentals one the very beginning you do the takeoff you choose you can go you can start with your backside takeoff or you can start with the front side takeoff so videos right pardon me yeah it's a tutorial video i show you how to do it on the ground i reiterate a ton don't try don't 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 try to do this in the water 
you're going to semi try it anyway, but I don't, I recommend just go surfing and, and play, see your surfing time as a reward, not when you continue to work on it. So the Adriana D'Souza sort of model. Well, no, I just think that when, if you're working on it, when are you actually not going to work on it? You've got to make a, 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 well, you, you can do whatever you want. You don't gotta, but I believe for your own happiness and joy and all that stuff is you make a choice and go, I'm going surfing. That means I'm going to have fun. I'm not going to work on anything, nothing. I'm just going to go out there and see what comes. You know what I mean? And <laughs> what you punch hard for the ego. <laughs> that is hard. For, that's hard for the ego. However, if you can get into that playful place, all the wave key that you're doing, all the body awareness is happening. You will, you, you'll be able to access it, but you can't access it by thinking about it. It's like, almost like there's like a, a, a wall there's a there's, there's yeah a, so, there's so it's a, like it's like drilling drilling moves in um a martial art and then sparring so inspiring you, you don't have time to think about it you just have to you either know it or you don't yeah and it depends are you sparring are you sparring with an ultra black belt that knows how to keep from hurting yourself you know what i mean or are you sparring with another person that is on your level or below and they're dangerous which is like surfing uh you know behind the rocket snapper or in Ecuador and Rio, or, you know, are you surfing somewhere that's unpredictable and sucks out and there's rocks everywhere? You know I mean? If you're an ultra black belt on it, you, you like Mason, Oh, you can just surf rocky spots and, and, you know, kind of be like, Hey, these are challenging. This is fun. You know, <laughs> Whoa, got a little cut. Eh, no biggie. <laughs> you know, but like, I think that the, and then just going through it, it starts with the takeoff. That's a starting point of wave key. It doesn't matter who you are, you know, you, you, it, cause of what it does, it teaches you how to practice. Then there's a short practice, uh, which is seven takeoffs. And then there's a long practice, which is 21. And I pick those numbers because when you do something seven times, correct, you start to build a pattern, a correct pattern. And when you do them 21 times, it, it, it can, if you do it correctly, that's where you, it starts to become a part of you. It starts. So I'm 21 not saying, times. Not saying you do it that, and then you get an audit. It's like that person that says, well, if I start training now, when can I be a black, black belt? It's like, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> it's not about that. It's about learning yourself. The interesting thing about technique is the more you do something, what seems like a, a, a three-part move, will have 30 parts to it. And the more you, more intimate you become with something, the more you realize there's a way and there's an unweighted, there's this and there's that. But when you first look at it, you just go, okay, cool. Um, you know, hillside pressure, turn shoulder, aim for the yeah. whatever. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's like, it's like, it's, it's like, uh, just so you know, like I'm not asking people to copy me. I'm, I don't do that with any of my students. I, I don't impose my will on my students. I help them blossom with their own strengths. And then I find where they're weak and see if, see if we can bridge those, make those weaknesses strengths, you know, but do, do, in no way in wave key are, am I saying, put your hands like this or any of that stuff. I have armless uh, uh, practices too, where you're doing wave key without your arms and your arms behind your back so that you can see what the torso and the, and the body is doing without the arms. Um, but it's about body awareness, really. You teach yourself yourself by, do, mm. by practicing it. 
And if you're doing it in a, in a more of a, like a, well, I'm going to punch out, a, you know, these, yeah, I'm going to do it. Like, just, I'm just going to do it. You know what I mean? And you're not doing it mindfully. Well, I, I don't, you know, that isn't the way that I'm, I'm suggesting it's going to be the most, you're going to be the most successful at it. And you, know, and you have these little epiphanies on the journey. Like uh, I, had, I had one, a great epiphany. I was in uh, Paris one time and I was on this kid's swing and, and, the, and the chairs and it gets elevated, carousel thing gets elevated in this chair and a swing. And I, and I was realized I always wanted to be able to um, do reverses at the time. And um, I was throwing my, throwing my head over my opposite shoulder and the, and the chair was doing, doing reverses. I was spinning around going, holy fuck. So then when I went back to Hossigore, I was throwing my head and it just, just happened like magic and those little epiphanies. And, and I think, um, I don't know, about five or six or whatever, 10 years ago, you went to Bali to learn, teach yourself airs. What little epiphanies did you get about? Airs? Well, I, I, I was, I was, the first air I did when I was 15 years old and it was after seeing a, an article on a magazine on, on Kakuli and, um, but I, I could never really, that was for a frontside air. I could never really do backside ones. So the backside ones were, um, I, a, that's what I was doing when I, when I went to um, Indonesia and we were filming this thing. And, um, you know, look, I don't mind throwing myself under the bus um, for, you know, and show where I'm, 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 I'm uh, not efficient or you know I, I lack sophistication and stuff because i'm fascinated with how i could take an unsophisticated part of me and make it sophisticated can i and that comes down to improvement you know and so um the the the, the tough the thing i found over there was the cho the spot that i was trying to do the airs at was over <laughs> a very sharp uh reef and the wave didn't really turn in such a way to make it easy. You've got to go somewhere where there's an, as an easier way to do an air. Uh, and that was prior to Waco. Waco looks like you could go there and you'd get some numbers going and you get this familiarity of, of getting into the air and landing and how to project and all these things. And then in the water, when you're surfing, you wouldn't be looking around for those things. You just surf and that's, kind of what I, I just serve and then sometimes I look up and there's a perfect little and I'm in the perfect position to do it and I just and I just do a little a little uh credit card here <laughs> you know but like uh looking for them is kind of a uh, uh you just you you waste you waste so many waves I which is, I'm, I'm not interested in wasting a bunch of waves I don't have that many left so you do an Hey, so um, Bradley, where are you? You're living on the Gold Coast now, correct? Yeah. Do you miss uh, Do you miss America? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, what do you miss? I miss my I miss my friends, and uh, I miss Mexican food. Uh, oh, Spain uh, Mexican food is the worst. Uh, it's pretty bad. It's yeah. Pretty bad. Uh, there is a new place here. These um, the these guys from New Zealand. Uh, They've got um, three or four Mexican nationals working there, and they're they're they're, they're small street style tacos, and the salsa's not too bad. And they've got imported, you know, um, salsa from Mexico. So 
that's been good um, at least. Um, but yeah, I, and um, well, yeah, I'd say I miss, um, I miss, yeah, I miss, I miss California um, for sure. Yeah, I have a lot of friends, a lot of people I love over there, and and uh, I am really looking forward to getting back there one day. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, you know, my 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 I I uh, you know my dad died in in August, and I wasn't able, you know, to to be back there. Um, so his ashes are over there, and I I I'm, I want to get them, and yeah, you know, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm I miss it. For sure. And you're missing the. Where's your dad, where's your dad gonna end up? Well, I'm just gonna paddle him out um, somewhere and um, maybe Seaside uh, because we went to Seaside a lot. Uh, he came with me a lot to Seaside when I when I was. Um, I mean, I just was my go-to spot. I went there every day. I surfed there every day, and uh, maybe maybe there out there, you know. Um, We'll see, um, but in the water somewhere. Uh, even though he wasn't a surfer, he was a he was mentally a surfer. He was there. He watched. He'd sit down and watch videos with me, and we'd watch them over and over. And he'd find somebody. Who's that? That guy's moving good. You don't do that kind of stuff. I'm like, I know, you know. <laughs> it's like um, when Shane Haran had his uh, had his buddy Kerry. Remember Kerry? Uh-huh. From Screaming Blue, and the famous scene uh, where he told Shane that he needed to be doing more snaps. See, I can't remember that, even though I was in Screaming Blue. I, I, I've got it. I do. One of the great watch. movies. It's one of the great, 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 the greatest surf movies ever made. I, I love Shane. Shane's the reason we have this house. Shane's best friend lives across the street that he grew up with in Bondi, and I call Shane every time I come to the Gold Coast. I just love him. And um, he's like, I got a mate that, you know, might have a place and whatever. And then, you know, I called him and he goes, oh, he, the way he described it didn't sound like it was, you know, and the next, the next day something came up across the street from his house. It was like for lease for by owner. And, and we got over there and next thing you know, now we live there and Shane's best friends across the street. And she, he comes over with all these funny stories. Him and Shane go back, you know, like back and forth. He comes out. It's just, it's, it's really nice. <laughs> God bless you. Yeah. Last last question, Brad. Yes. What should the average surfer, what mindset should they like WaveKey again seems so I don't want to say esoteric, but it seems like a break from the way most surfers think, right? Like, or your average surfer, I suppose. What is yeah. What is the mindset that the average surfer should start to embrace in order to begin the path to improvement? You know, it, it really is. It, it, it's, it's so simple. It's, it's, it's know your feet. I mean, you got to know your feet, where your feet on the surfboard and what foot is doing what, you know, like is, if you're dropping down the wave, are you dropping down the wave on your back foot? I mean, are you, are, or your front foot? And what part of the wave do you, because it's, to get down the wave, you, usually on your front foot, unless you're doing one of these ones where you go like that, and then that wouldn't be really an average surfer. But 
And at what point do you move your weight from your front foot to your back foot so that your board doesn't pearl underwater? <laughs> it's, it's these, it's, there's, surfing is so difficult. It's just, and, it, and for me, like it's not, I'm not saying like, oh, it's easy for me, but it's difficult for you. No, it's hard. And that's what keeps us coming back for more. And for, you know, the sense that you're going to go as an average surfer, go out there and rip it, just get that out of your head. The best thing you could do is go out there and connect with it, feel it and, 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 and be aware of what you're feeling so that you can then, well, that's why with WaveKey, you come and you look at WaveKey and you go, well, that's, oh, that, okay, I can, now I can see that that part right there is where I, I, I should have moved my weight from my front foot to my back or my back to my front. And then instead of going, okay, well, I'm going to go out and try it. You, you get on the ground and you feel it and you go, oh, that's what it feels like. It feels like that. And all of WaveKey is done in slow motion, slowly. So, so that you're, so you can, so you can grasp it. Cause it's, I mean, it is so complex. There are things are moving and there's so much stuff happening and, so to me, I, I, I don't know how, I don't know how else you could improve. Otherwise, if I did, I would, I wouldn't, I would say do that, you know, but this is the way that I know. I only wish that I had wave key when I was younger. I, I just, I wish I had that, but you know, that, um, yeah. Okay. So wait, so wave it was key, all, it wave was key all just, well, it was, pardon me. So wavekey.com, right? Wavekey.com. Yeah, and I, I mean, I'm not, like, I don't, it's not for everyone. I, I don't, like, I'm not, I'm passionate about it. I'm sure you can tell because I've had results for me. Like, I feel like I'm improving. And also, I watch my students and anyone I teach, they improve and they come back and I can see the improvement. They talk and I feel, I feel more connected. I usually take how many, how many students are there and then, and then, and then help them get connected and be able to, uh, to, to feel more control. That's what it is. is control. Do you get, do you get belts in WaveKey? No, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get, a um, what do you call it? Too, uh, um, too cute with it all. I, I just think that it's like anybody who's a, very good surfer has a lot of experience can be a master uh, wave key teacher. And I'd like to teach people how to teach wave key because those people will teach me. So for instance, if I went to like ship Sterns and I, and I worked with some of the guys that have been surfing there all, all along before I ever went out there, I would like to go there for a week or two and do wave key with these guys and go, okay, okay. What, what, what am I looking for? What's going on? Okay. Where's that step? I do know that if you're going to get air and go over a step, go over the thing, you ha your head has to be in the center. If your head is slightly off and you go off one of those things, that's where the board kicks out and does all this stuff. So, or if I go to anywhere else in the world, I could talk with servers that have been serving there the best ones and then get and uh, be able to learn from them uh when to accelerate like Jeff, jeffrey's bay is a classic it's not just a perfect like peeling never it there's a section that speeds up a section that slows down do you know what i mean and it, it's hard to get one of those really good ones so when you finally get one you don't want to do a cutback at the wrong point 
So anyway, that's kind of what I feel is that it's that wave keys can be a language for surfers to communicate rather than talk about this is the way surfers have been talking, you know, oh yeah, you know, like I just came off the bottom and then whoo, and you know, I did, you know, it's all hand stuff. But it's more about putting it into your body. What did you do with your feet? What'd you do right there? Did you move your foot forward? Did you put it on the front foot heel? Did you go were you when you went to the back foot? Like how far back did you put your foot? Did you put it way back there? Yeah, I put it way back there because I wanted to turn super sharp. I mean, there's just it's endless, man. It 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 keeps going and and I'm looking forward to uh, to introducing any high level surfers or even, you know, if you're intermediate and you're interested, you, the, the true test though, Chaz, will, will be a intermediate, and I have a few of them that are intermediate surfers that are really dedicated. And five years from now, if they're still intermediate and haven't got better then then, then you know, I won't know what, I, the only, to me, the only way they wouldn't get better is if they were telling me they were practicing and they weren't, which is something I could see if I could, I could watch the, I can watch people do wave key and I can see if they are uh, doing it, um, dis, if they're disconnected in some area. Right. Hey, I dare you to make me better. Brad, your luck. <laughs> you I need dare you. More, you need to be committed. You need to. You don't think I'm committed? You need to do what Derek did with jujitsu. You need to go. All right, I'm going to devote an entire year to it, and I'm going to do it every day. I'll even if some days I only do it for ten for six minutes. You know what I mean? And some days I have a little more time. I'll do it for twenty. You don't need to do it for like hours. That's the thing. It's 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 more in the twenty minutes or less sort of zone right there. You know, it's going to cut into my ballet time though. <laughs> but the ballet will be great for you surfing. Okay, perfect. I'm going to do okay. In ballet, in, in ballet, you turn in ballet, you turn your legs out and you turn your legs in. And I talk about that yep. in wave key. You turn your you turn your leg out. Think about this. In a in a in a front side bottom turn, you turn your back leg out. Your knee goes out towards the tail as you're as you're as you're doing a front side bottom turn. Yep. Your front leg turns in. Okay. And your head has Got to stay you. in the center. And so some people will turn the back leg out and the head will go like this. And you don't want that. You want to turn the back leg out, but keep the head in the center moving forward. Then when you go up the wave, the front, the, the, the back leg turns in and the front leg turns out. Because that's your, that's your pelvis going like this. And you need, in order to do that, you have to be connected to your feet because that's that's where the genesis of the movement comes from. So it, it, it's it's not, I'm not like just rogue, make it up, like, hey, I copied so-and-so and that's how to do it. This is, this is Kung Fu, Aikido, my dad's Olympic diving and thousands and thousands of mistakes on waves of all sizes. And so, it's not that I say I know it all, because I don't, I definitely don't, but I can see things and I can translate them to people to help them get better. And that is exciting when you're go, fuck, I'm getting better, fuck, I'm 40. I got people going, dude, I fucking been surfing so long and I can't believe I fucking got better. <laughs> so that's a stoke. 
Well, thank you for your wisdom, Brad. Thank you, you Brad. Are you guys going to take the piss out of me? Because um, I, I totally expect it, and I, I just want to be ready for it. Derek is. We just went. We just wound you up and let you go. There's no um, no <laughs> piss taking. Classic. Okay. Thank you so much, man. You got it. Love you, Brad. Thanks for the thanks for the uh, thanks for the time and thanks for the interest. Right. Thanks, Brad. Love it. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.